understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast. Before we jump into this incredible episode, you have to know that this episode is sponsored by our upcoming Women's Weekend, Women's Summit, our annual summit, Innovative Income Summit. This Women's Weekend, this circle of community, over 200 women will be in Tampa, Florida, July 31st and August 1st to not only celebrate and empower one another and create community, but exchange resources because when we come together, not only are we damage control, but we are truly everything we need within and with each other. So we're creating this space for you to heal, feel, dig deep, understand, and bring you business strategists. Some of the ones that have helped us scale and build our businesses, double, triple our income will all be in this room for you. We created Innovative Income Summit years ago because we knew women were so stuck in a pattern, myself included, stuck in a pattern that we thought that our worth and our ability to achieve financial freedom was stuck in someone telling us our level of experience, hitting this 10-year mark, an ex, a partner, a spouse, our father, a director, a business owner, our manager, our boss, telling us what we were worth, dictating our worth for us. And ladies, we are here to tell you through the power of this event that you have the ability to determine and dictate your own worth. You get to level you up now and you have everything you need within. And if not, you have incredible women around you and we're going to put them all in one room for this summit. On top of that, we are going to have so much fun. We have so many activities planned, so many great people coming to speak to you, people that we've used on our own journeys. And so you have to be in this room. The event is almost sold out. I want you to come hang out with us in Tampa, Florida. I can't wait to see you there. And I can't wait to give you a big ass hug. Make sure you grab your ticket before they are all gone. InnovativeIncomeSummit.com. Again, it's InnovativeIncomeSummit.com. Now. Let's jump into this episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Strain of Phase podcast. I'm your host, your girl, Jessica Hurley, and today's episode is a Friday feature. This is another podcast I was on with Crystal David, NFL wife, founder of Her Playbook, and founder of The Obsession Retreat. This is, um, we've been on each other, well, I guess what you call pod swapped multiple times because we always have awesome conversations. And this one in particular, single or settle, single or settle is such a vulnerable and honest conversation that you need to hear because we're coming at it from both sides. She's been married for 15 years. I have been out of a relationship, a long-term relationship for the last seven months. And where you get in these bouts of, are my boundaries being stepped on? Am I being taken advantage of? Is this me being ride or die? Or am I holding on too long to something that's not working? Are my needs being met? And the list goes on. And what we really talk about in this episode is deep, deep down, understanding yourself, your desires, and your goals, and having a partner that is constantly aligned with them and not settling on those things. And instead of so many times, we will do things to alleviate the pain instead of really, truly standing and being patient in what we want. So I encourage you to really sit down, take some time with this episode. You might want to listen to it more than once where Crystal David and I shared on her playbook and now it's being featured on the stranded phase, whether you should stay single or are you settling? This one was just so damn good. I had to share it. So without further ado, today's Friday feature with Crystal David, single or settle guys, check it out. So here we are. We're here. You guys, I've been hyping up this episode for I actually like over a month because I couldn't wait to do it with Jessica. If you guys haven't already listened to the episode we did 
months ago, you'll definitely want to go back. It was one of the top ranked downloaded um, episodes on this podcast, which by the way, Jessica told me today we are ranking in the top 2%. So I just wanted to give a shout out to all the listeners, to all the ladies who download each week. I know we've got some avid ladies who come in. Check. I know um, there's some of you ladies who literally listen on the way home from work and it's like your clockwork routine. So thank you all for um, getting us up there because I do believe that this information is being directly downloaded from the source and people need to hear it. So um, congrats to us and keep sharing. If you're new here, welcome, welcome. So today we have a very special guest. She already kind of introduced her. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We have a very special guest. Um, I personally, you guys know I don't do bio. So you will, at the end of this episode, we'll plug Jess and you guys can go check her out, find all her credentials where she's at. But I personally love her. I I remember falling in love with her when we, when I first saw her and I'm like, I want to work with you. And like, not only do I want to be one of your clients, but I want us to collab and I want to do all the things. And before we hit record, I'm like trying to get in where she's at, her masterminds, all the things. Cause I just, I love what this woman is up to. I love what she stands for. I love the light that she is in the world. So Jess, you're right here. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, I thank you. you. Thank you for yeah. having me. And congratulations on top 2%. We've been going through this with all our clients all day today, sending out their ranking, right? This, there's this new system of ranking in the, in the podcast world. And, um, just to explain this to your listeners a little bit, and this will hype you up a little bit before we get started. So the average podcast, um, only does anywhere from 150 to 200 downloads per episode, right? Which 50% of podcasts are in that space. Like 50% of the 2 million active podcasts are in that box, in that ranking. You're ranking at the top 2%. So there is a top, there's 50%, then there's like a top 10%, then there's a top 5%. You're ranking in the top 2%. Most of the world's biggest, highest paid podcasters obviously rank in the 0.05%. You're not far from that. So her podcast is doing, her playbook is doing big things. Yeah. Big, big oh my things. God. That's so cool. So, and, and yes, like what I was going to say, as I introduced you as this is Jessica Hurley from the stranded phase podcast. And she also has her own business, which is the company that is in like the brains behind my whole operation here, guys. So if you, you know, I always say, if you have any thoughts of wanting to do your own podcast, you definitely want to check them out because, um, they, they, I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you guys. I have the luxury of just recording and then sending it off. So, um, Insta podcast, you guys want to make sure you guys are checking it out. And, um, again, we're going to plug all that stuff at the end. So I want to just jump in to give you guys some context of, um, what, why I've been hyping this up, why I've been wanting to do this because Jess, um, went public on her podcast, um, a while back in her life and shared with her, her ex, um, Mm -hmm. that they were breaking up and, you know, they, and I, I like, we're not a a gossip channel here. So this isn't to dig into the, the, the it's, it's to bring context. Okay. So I'm, I'm only saying we only are bringing up that it's only relevant. I should say, cause I, as I'm saying, I'm like, we have moved on to bigger and better things, (laughs) but this is not even relevant, but the context is when she did that, it went crazy. Like, I remember you got so many people who are interested because it was such a beautiful, vulnerable share. And what I want to just honor you for, as we kind of jump into this, um, how we came up with this topic single or settle is that, um, I really commended you guys for going public with stuff that most people keep private because I believe the reason why so many people related is because we're all going through something similar, even if we're together with our partner. So whether we're not single and we're in a relationship or we're single and we're out of one, or we're looking for one, I believe like relationship context of, of, information is really relevant to all of us because we're all in this world of trying to be in a healthy relationship because it starts with that relationship with ourself. Right. And so what I saw you do after that was just dive headfirst into like the self-development, the mindset, the healing. So I'd love to just kind of bring us up to speed. I remember you said like, things were going on and you're like, you know what, if you need some space, like take your inch and he took a mile and he went and did him. And and like, where are you guys at right now? Where, like, where has this journey brought you? Yeah, so absolutely. So it's probably been about six months since that was an actual 
thing, like a formal thing that we chose to separate. We worked on it for a brief moment and then decided, okay, there's a lot of healing that needs to take place. And as you've heard people say before, like, it's very hard to heal under one roof. So the first thing we did was physically separate. We, we put ourselves under two different roofs, right? I stayed in my home. He got his own apartment, our home. He stayed, he went and got his own apartment. Then we decided we were going to work on things. And what came out in that was just years and years of ways we had pained one another, ways we had hurt one another. And there was so much healing that needed to take place that it was like, how can we forgive and forget and try to make this work? Right. Mm -hmm. So seven years of a long-term relationship, right? So we're like, okay, we need more separation to heal. Like we actually need to completely give each other significant space to do this healing. And maybe at some point we'll come back. And I'm not even going to say never say never. Um, however, a lot has changed and we've, we've both really decided and are enjoying the spaces that we're in now, which is in its totality is that it's done. It's that, you know, I actually moved out of our home recently, completely cut ties with that and went and got my own home. Um, and just said like, it's healthier this way. We can co-parent well. Um, we can work on ourselves. We are, both of our businesses are booming right now, which was a struggle when we were trying to figure things out. And it's just, it's very nice to have the space to work on yourself. And I bet you could vouch for this. And I say this in no wrong way, but there were so many times in my relationship that I said under my breath, if I was single, I would take the fuck off. Like if I was single and I had less responsibility, I would take off and you're joking, or maybe you just say it in your mind. Right. Yeah. But I have so much space now to focus and be selfish about my wants, my desires, my needs, um, my self-work and my business. Like I'm growing things in our business that I never had the time to touch. Mm -hmm. I finally have the team that I wanted. I finally, and I'm learning things about myself that I was suppressing in a relationship, which is amazing. Like truly learning the most beautiful art of self, like radical self acknowledgement and self-love and the things that really mean stuff to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so many, this always happens. I have questions written out and then I already have a hundred new questions based on what <laughs> you said, but I do, I do want to go here because just yeah. a, a side note, I just, I've been telling my audience this and my listeners that, you know, I've been on this journey of like, what am I doing? You know, like questioning my truth you know, I like, and not in a way where I feel like my relationship is at a crossroads, but in a way it is, there's a lot of things that, um, I'm evolving and, and things are changing and I'm no longer willing to be in the box that I've been in up to this point. And I realized that I've kind of ripped the rug up under my husband, like, you know, and be, I'm like, Hey, this is actually who I want to be. And does this match with who you are? And we're working through that. And so a couple of things that you said that stood out because I've heard mixed results. I, I mean, mixed um, opinions where um, some people say like, you either have to choose to be single and, and, and take off or to be in a relationship and settle and sacrifice some of like parts of you. And I know like <clears throat> when I always used to rave about successful businesses to Jason, my husband, he would be like, are they single though? And he would always yeah. point that out. So I think that it's interesting. So let's go deeper in that. What do you feel like has changed that has allowed you to um, have the space to do all those things to take off? And do you think that it's possible to do it when you're in a relationship? Because we have, we have tons of people who have these big dreams, but they are in a solid relationship. Okay, I'm going to speak on a few different things here. So one is a is a is primarily tied to me. This may not be all women, right? But one of the things I learned very quickly after when the separation became very clear and black and white was that I was spending a lot of time facing an insecurity that I had in that relationship. AKA, I was spending a lot of time that I could have been focusing on myself, I could have been focusing on my business trying to prove to a person that I was worthy of being enough that I was worthy of not being you not used, but, um, I was worthy of being exclusive too. Mm. So I spent a lot of time trying to prove to a person in a relationship that I was worthy of being exclusive to more time than I needed to, whether it was 
Cause, cause I promise you, there were so many things that were driven by my insecurities going to the, like, I think there were so many things that were driven, not that they're not things I shouldn't do, but they were driven by my insecurities going to the gym, like, mm. you know, shopping, like making sure that I had all of the things, um, cooking, you know, supporting like all of these things that I thought being a good mom to prove to someone against, mm. you know, and also proving to myself, you know, kind of, uh, assessing this insecurity that I'm worthy of being exclusive to. Wow. And so all of that energy, mental and physical, that was wrapped up in facing that insecurity, now I have to focus solely on myself and my business. Yeah, We don't realize how much time, especially as women, that we use trying to prove to someone that we are the one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That we are the ultimate people pleaser. We are the ultimate partner. We are the ultimate. I'm worth the sacrifice. Let me show you why. Yeah. Right. I just have to say, you literally just plugged my retreat that's coming up. It's called obsessed because I'm like, you're obsessing over the wrong things. And when I woke up to realizing where my obsessions and energy was going to my man's phone to what would my man doing? Where is he at? Who is he with? Am I enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I good enough? Can I, what else can I do to keep him? When I release that obsession and put that obsession in me and my business, skyrocket. So it's like, oh my God, I literally was like, oh my God, she's, she's saying why I'm doing this retreat. So yes, think uh, so, so spot on. 100%, 100%. Like when I got to put that energy elsewhere. And so then too, I immediately was able to tie that together because so here's another reason my business skyrocketed. Right. And I think about it from maybe possibly from a man's perspective, right? So what what's like the joke, right? When someone becomes single, they dye their hair and lose a ton of weight, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're either motivated by being, being single, like you're like, oh, I'm gonna prove to this person that was the worst mistake they ever made, right? Like yeah. no one, no one will acknowledge that, but everyone does it. Like I'm oh, about yeah. to hurt your feelings, watch this, right? Mm-hmm. So one, there's a there's a sneaky motivation there, right? Where you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. So I'm highly, highly motivated. And now I'm motivated to prove to to myself and someone else, right? Mm-hmm. But two. I'm the most confident I have ever been because I have released the energy that was applied to comparison. I've just released it. Like once you finally let it go and you're like, nothing I can do, like I'm single, he's single. I can't control or care about what you're doing. It's no longer infidelity. It's your life. Right. So when I release that, now I get to be confident in everything that I'm walking in. I don't need to be 10 pounds lighter. I don't need to have more money. I don't need to, I'm confident right now. Mm-hmm. It was like in a partnership, it was this never ending journey of maybe I'll be more confident when I do X, Y, and Z, yeah. when I can prove that I'm the best mom, when I can prove that I can provide the best sex, when I can prove that I'm the one worthy of being exclusive to. No, now I'm just uber confident because I have released the obsession, great word you used, yeah. of proving to someone that I'm worthy of being exclusive to. Yeah, mm, that is so, 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 so good. Um, and, and yeah, I, I feel like, so I went on this detour with, with all of my business because I was like, I don't think I can teach relationship coaching anymore because I was so jaded by all the women going through all this stuff. I had so many clients going through things, even seeing people I love and admire like you, like just like all this stuff was happening at once. And I started being like, is this even a thing? Which was around the time that I was like, let's do this topic. Can you, do you have to be single or do you have to settle? Like, what is it? And, and so I just, I, I came to the conclusion when for me, it was when I released the end result, nothing is permanent. And I think so many people go through relationships thinking like, okay, how can I keep this man forever? How can I make this last forever? And that's actually robbing us of just enjoying what is right now, because I believe some people are in our life just for a season to reflect things to us, to help us heal, you know? So go ahead. I feel like you already like, so no, I'm listening to you say this. And that was one of the biggest growth pieces of the last six months was like, so I'll give you an example, right? So I moved out of our home a couple of weeks ago um, or like a week ago. And every person that knew of like, so right, your neighbors are nosy. So like every neighbor I have knew what was going on. I, I rented a, or my ex rented a dumpster. So I'm dumping half of our home in a dumpster, literally a 10 foot dumpster. Wow. Everyone that had an opportunity was coming up to me and was like, hey, I'm so sorry for what you're going through. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, and, and 
four months ago, three months ago, that was my mentality as well. Like it had ended. Someone was the victim. Someone was the victor. Some, you know, someone is the, um, what am I, the villain This is the word I'm looking Mm -hmm. for. Someone is the villain. This has ended. It is wrong. Someone has been hurt. Someone has destroyed someone. It is the end. It should have never ended. Whereas now I'm finally like, now that I finally released that, it's so beautiful because here's the other part I have to say. So a relationship ends and immediately we try to make a villain and a, and a victim, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's, it's all seasonal. It's just seasonal, like single or settle. Making the choice to be single or settle can also be a season. I, I want a partner. I want a partner to grow with. But I also realize this is a season that I need to be insanely single right now. Mm-hmm. I need to be obsessed with me. I've been in a relationship for seven years, trying growing a business for two, parenting a child for three. I need to have some years to my freaking self. Yes. Like I need to have a season of singleness so that the next time I settle, maybe it is like it is the right thing. And releasing the concept that like this was such a bad thing, because here's here's the real truth. We're sitting here talking about a breakup. Everybody wants to bash somebody. That was the like there are so many things in that seven years that I can contribute to. That relationship is why I'm a successful entrepreneur. That relationship is why I created the most handsome handsomely ridiculous small human I've ever met in my life (laughs) like that relationship is why I am the woman I am it's the reason why I've grown to be the person that I am it's the reason why I have an insane level and expectation for men everywhere like to be treated like a queen to be put on a pedestal to be you know like taken in just all the things that I learned from that partner and that relationship and received as a woman and grew in that relationship I met him when I was 24 I'm 32 now like endless priceless i could never even top or explain what he contributed to my life yeah but we're just at at a season where or we're just at a moment in life where our goals and what we want in life does not align anymore right right and what you're saying you keep using the word release and i i just hope that the people listening to this can can grasp the concept of the power of surrendering to life. Like when you surrender to what is and stop resisting because what we resist persists. This was the biggest thing for me. And I want to drop an ounce of hope because I I like how you said um, you want a partner one day. And so, you know, I was going to chime in on my side as a a married woman who is is committed to trying to make my, and I don't want to say trying, like I'm committed to making my relationship work. But the reason why the word trying came through is because I know in my mind, and this is the magic sauce that has has shifted my relationship is I know that any day, any moment, our relationship could come to a point where it's no longer in alignment, like you said. Yes. And, and I'm instead of gonna fretting about that today, and like you said, obsessing and putting all that energy and trying to do and be all the things today so that tomorrow he doesn't leave me. I'm just going to be myself and be in the relationship today and cross the other bridge later if when it comes. And I think that that's such a big mis- mistake that a lot of women make because we, we're not taught that. We are taught the happy ever after the fairy tale ending, that love is going to, we're going to die together, which is is great. Hopefully, I, I always do hope I grow old and gray with my man and die with him. And I'm not attached to that. I'm yes. not attached to that. And and when I let, when I release, like you keep saying, when I release attachment and I let my obsessions that could, when you realize you cannot control a man, you, not, you can't keep a man, there's nothing you could do. And we talked about this, Jess, we're like, there's beautiful women everywhere surrounding our men. They can literally go eeny, meeny, miny, mo. which by the way, so can we, so can yep. we, but we yes. know we just, most women are not as prone to be that we are more loyal, lockdown, whatever, but like, But the truth is, is like, there's nothing we can do, nothing we can look like, nothing we can be that a man can't replace. So it's all about just being you, you know? So I'd love to like hear, like, what else? Like, what else has come up? If you could like summarize, because I know so much you've been like discovering, like, what are like your top three favorite things right now to hold on to? If we haven't already said some of them, like three more things we haven't already said. So I hope I'm answering your question correctly, but like, here's just some of the beautiful things that I've realized, right? Yeah. So one, and this is going to be the pettiest thing ever, but like, al- so, so the alone, the silence is a messenger. Like the silence is a messenger. And what I was obsessed with during this time was like, 
feel everything, Mm. feel everything. Like I will not suppress this mess. I will not drink my way through this. Not to say that I have not gone out drinking and having fun with my girlfriends, but I will not drink smoke, pity, pity sex. I will not do any of that and give, you know, lift that off on anyone. I want to be an adult. I want to heal from this, but I have to invite in the fact that this is going to hurt and it's going to hurt a lot. And I can't tell you how many dark days I sat on the couch and cried in the dark or never got out of bed. But it finally, like doing that allowed me to be one, to not, to not dismiss that any of these feelings aren't real, to not identify and hear what I was being what I needed to hear or see about myself in these times, identify some of the traumas and insecurities that were hidden behind these things and be immaculately present, immaculately present. Like one of the most beautiful things that has come of this, I swear is presence. And I feel like the word presence does not even define what I feel like I have got to receive, Mm. which is like, realizing that everything I have in my life right now, I felt like when I was in that relationship, I was constantly running to prove, 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 get to this place, to be enough, to da, 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 da. Like now I have everything in my life right now that I love. Like I realized that, you know, coming home with my son every day and letting him ride his bike and we walk around the neighborhood together. Like, I'm like, it doesn't get any better than this. This is so beautiful. Like walking into a random coffee shop or going to a random bar and just meeting strangers and having a beautiful conversation with like a soul conversation with a stranger. Like to me, I leave like glowing and smiling and I'm like, shit, like that makes me so happy. I would have never identified or known that I would have dismissed stuff like that you know, and I'm exploring and I'm traveling and I'm like, I literally call it my Dora Explorer backpack. Like I literally (laughs) will be like, I'm going to go somewhere for two days and I'm going to take my Dora Explorer backpack and I'm going to get my Explorer on. And I'm just going to walk the streets and do this and play. And, and that learning me, it, you know what else it also did? It made me realize how much I adjusted and became a chameleon while in a relationship. And I'm not blaming this on my former partner, but just, just take yourself back to this moment when they're always like, what do you want to do? And what do you want to eat? And you're like, I don't know, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to eat. Right. Like it made me realize how much I dismiss the things that I love. Mm. Like, I'm like, oh, I do love to eat that. Oh, I do love to walk. I do love to do this thing. Like I just dismissed it because I was so busy doing what you want to do because that's easy for me. It's very easy for me to dismiss what I want. That doesn't hurt me any. We don't, you ever notice that? It seems like men are always like, they stay the same. We change everything. Yes, yes. We change everything. Yeah. And so I think the, just the beautiful thing has been presence and realizing who I am and building that anchor and that foundation. Because I feel like now when, when, and I'm not right now, but when I go into a partnership again, I feel like I will know exactly who I am, what I desire, what I want. I will be anchored in me. Yeah. Like people talk about being anchored in your faith, get anchored in you, Mm -hmm. but who are you? What do you want? What are your desires? What are your hobbies? What makes you happy? What fills your cup? Not just your goals. Everybody wants to sit down on a dinner date and talk about goals. No. What, who are you? What makes you happy? What fills your cup? And I'm learning those things. And it's so beautiful. I journal. I have a journal now that I take that is separate from work. And I journal every single day. And I talk about the things that I did that fill my cup. What makes me happy? What made me smile yesterday? What did I learn? What like it? And I I just go back and read it some days and I'm like, wow, I was never this person. Yeah. Uh, So, so good. I, I, I'm like listening to you talk and I'm like, oh my God, I, I need to listen back and then just write the copy for my commercial we were talking about because because you guys before I hit play I'm like how long should my commercial be for the next round of her playbook or for the retreat and literally Jess is speaking and preaching exactly why I do what I do for women because and I, I'm not even trying to plug it it's just naturally coming through and I have to make notice of it because why I want to make notice of it is because what I do in my work my program my podcast my events is what I needed for me to get from the holes that I was in. And I was in a hole. The difference is I didn't have a breakup. I had a potential breakup and I watched um, what life was going to look like without my man. And I didn't want that to happen. And so I realized I had to do the work and the work was feeling all the feels and 
seeing where I had lost myself. And that's why her playbook, the program is all about who am I, know yourself, love yourself and be yourself. And that's why I always tell women, it's for the woman in a relationship or not, because if you're not in a relationship, you're actually better off to do this work. So if you're yes. listening to this and the, again, I'm plugging my work, but if I'm not a fit for to work with, do this work somewhere, I'm just plugging somewhere the work, period, like do it somewhere. Ask those of us who have done the work where and figure out where your home is. And if it's with me, I would love to like help you. But my point is, is I, it was not until I realized that I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. And I, I wasn't authentically being myself because like you said, I was, I was being a chameleon to just match who I thought he wanted me to be. And, you know, you talked about how men don't change. The masculine doesn't change. The feminine does. And I think that that's where so Mm. many women, so many women are in the masculine where they're also not willing to change. But when you go back to your feminine, that's when you flow through life, you surrender in life, you, you are present in life, like all these, these things. And it's so interesting because you and I had talked about this. You were like, yes, I want to tap more into that feminine. And you didn't realize that like, even as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, wow, this is such a beautiful depiction of this work working because Mm. your, your relationships are a mirror to show you where you need to heal and where you needed to heal was your feminine. And your feminine is exactly what you're describing is I'm present now. I'm enjoying, I'm playing, I'm, I'm evolving, I'm changing, I'm growing, I'm, I'm feeling emotion. Like that is feminine essence period. And it's so beautiful. Mm. Like, it's so cool to hear it because it's like, that's exactly for me. I was in my masculine. I'm like, I don't want anything to change. I want everything to stay the same. I want to keep this man. I want to make this happy. I want to be enough. And then I was spending all my energy obsessing over being enough that when I finally realized that there's nothing I can do except for work on me. And then that's when my journey began too, like, uh, like years back. And then I just poured into healing my feminine and healing my heart. So it's just really cool to hear that you can do it in the relationship or out. But I will, I will, I will say what you said, like I'll attest that it is challenging to do it in a relationship. And that's the growing pains that I'm facing right now is because I'm exuding change and evolution in my relationship. It's making my, my marriage uncomfortable because it's changing. And so I really would invite women who, who are listening to this to make sure that if you like, you can't fear losing anything because what's meant to be is always going to be, that's just how the universe works. And I know people don't like the universe, sometimes the word, but that's how God made the universe. God is everything. And that's just how God is, is it what's going to be is going to be period. Well, we're, so. we're always struggling in between. I think women are always struggling in between. Is this an invitation for me to do uncomfortable work inside the relationship? Not just for myself, but right. Cause we're always teetering this line of like being a ride or die and fixing it and, and, you know, making the changes inside the marriage, or is this a sign to let this go Yeah. or in the relationship and signs just kept coming up over and over and over again that I was like, that this is it. My season is over like this season, not mine, but like this season is over. Look at how much beautiful stuff I got out of this relationship. Look at the person I've become in this relationship. Now God is saying, okay, cut. Like that's enough. I've got another version of you. This got you here. I have another version of you. And in order to get there, you, you, you cannot do it in this relationship. And I'm not saying because of the partner, I feel like God was like, you're going to sacrifice so much of who I need you to be in this relationship. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to do that. You're missing the boat on this this one. So I need you alone. Mm. I need you in silence. Yeah. I need you in the work. Well, and what I'm also hearing you say when it like bringing up God is this is what I think people forget. Your man is not the end all be all. God is like, I will come before anything and anyone. And so when we hold so tight and we idolize a man or a relationship so much that we're not spending time journaling with ourselves, we're not being ourselves, we're not living out. I mean, look at what your business is doing. You're impacting so many women. And by being who God called you to be, you are creating the ripple effect. So if 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 you're just being you know, stranded to one relationship, you're, you're, you're going to lose it because you're not doing what God called you to do. That's not the, I I mean, that's just my belief. Not everyone has to subscribe to that, but I don't believe women are sent here to just be wives and mothers because we didn't come into this earth and we don't leave this earth with those 
titles and roles. We can't take our kids with us. We didn't come in with our kids. And so I just think that we miss the mark that we get so caught up, like you said, trying to do all the things for this man. And we forget to do the things for the man above, even though I don't really believe God is a man above, but you know, like for God, period. And so I think that that's, that's, it's just so crazy to see like how you can't escape that. It's so cool. Like you just literally cannot escape it and you, you have to can listen to the signs. You cannot escape it. And one of the things that was very black and white for me, and we touched on this earlier, but I just want to, I just want to say this is like a lot of people can't acknowledge that there's a next version for them. And the, you've heard people say this, like, you need to assess your relationships. You need to assess your partnerships. You need to assess the five people that you're around the most and see how they're holding you back. And if they're holding you back, you need to be able to release them or let them go. A lot of people can't acknowledge it, that they're, that it could potentially be the partnership that they're in. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't say, I, I try not to say demeaning things anymore because we were both in a relationship willingly by choice. Right. So the partnership that we had both chosen, I think it got to a point where we were both holding each other back and our goals no longer aligned. So when I looked up, the only thing that was very black and white to me, it was so crazy. I'm actually going to like tell you this brief story. Three weeks before everything went down and we decided to go our separate ways the very first time, it was in December of last year, he had went out of town and I was driving to a dinner date with some girlfriends and I was so excited and I was driving and I was playing music and I was dancing and I did a video and I like all these things. And I don't know what the hell possessed me to do this, but I sent him a text and the text said, I don't know why, but I'm so much more confident when you're not around. Mm. And he was like, what? (laughs) And then everything goes down three weeks later. And when I looked up and we were trying to make this conscious decision about what was next, the only thing that was very black and white to me was I have done so much work to become this woman. I know I'm not done. I have just scratched the surface of the work that I'm doing to become this woman. I'm also always blinded by the highest version of me. I don't even know what she looks like. I feel like God laughs at me all the time when I'm like, what are your three to five year goals? And I say it and he's like, Oh girl, like it's so much bigger than that. You can only see this much of it. Mm -hmm. And when I looked up and said, I've done all this work, I know it's time for the next level. And the only person, the only situation ship in my life that is creating insecurities is my partnership. Mm. It cannot be, it cannot be because that makes me like, I show up different. I don't show up fully. I'm not the person that I'm supposed to be. And how can I serve women on this level if I'm not, if if I'm, and first of all, we all have insecurities, but if I'm not showing up as my full self, if I'm not feeling secure in who I am, if I'm not feeling confident, how can I serve that way? Right, right. I'm literally in a relationship and a partnership that I'm choosing that recreates and resurfaces my insecurities over and over and over again. Yeah. No, so I can't become that woman. I'm holding myself back. I have, I have literal goosebumps because I'm just thinking of all the women who are going to be impacted just by this episode alone, because I believe everyone has to make that choice. I had a mentor who told me once they said, um, you always have to pay a price. And, and what they find with women is that most women pay the price later in life through disease. We are stressed and overwhelmed manifests as disease. It manifests as, you know, like just being sick and tired and, and probably moreover than that, the regret in life of like, shoulda, coulda, woulda did X, Y, Z. And so you either have to pay the price and I want to acknowledge you right now because you, so the other alternative was paying the price upfront right now. When you start to see those signs and those little knocks on your heart, I believe those, you know, in the Bible, they say God, not they say, but it says God will give you the chances. He will knock at your door. These are the signs. I believe the signs of like, Hey, I'm trying to use you. Are you going to choose the man, the relationship, the thing that you think you need? And so you chose the pain that this mentor spoke of upfront of losing the relationship, having to deal with the, you know, like you said, moving out of the house, throwing away things that you've had for years, the, the, the fairy tale of this is the father of my child that we've spent X amount of years together. I thought we were going to be together forever. That's painful. No matter Mm -hmm. how you, even though on the other side of it, honestly, like, and I say this respectfully, I think women are more powerful alone in ways. Like we, we are more powerful and 
we can be even more powerful when we're with a partner that complements our power and allows us to be ourselves. But if we partner ourselves up with something, I mean, with someone who hinders us and bring us down, then we're way more powerful by ourselves. And so going back to that is this mentor said, you have to pick your pain. We all have to pay the pain. And in, in her playbook, I, I call it the rites of passage. There's no success without sacrifice. And so I just, I want to honor you, but I want to make sure that women listening realize that you are going to have to have pain. You're going to feel pain. You cannot escape the pain in this lifetime. So either pick it now and get out of the relationship that's holding you back and holding you down or pick it later. And it's going to be regret and disease and all the things. And it's not to say we won't get disease later anyways. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we will manifest dis-ease in the body. When you're at dis-ease constantly, every single day, it's going to show up. And, um, and so I would love to like anchor in what I just said and what you've been sharing for us to like share with our listeners, what, what do you think is like, I know you said you want a partner and you want to date when the time is right or not date, but be with a partner when the time is right. What do you feel like is the, like, how are you going to gauge? This is the one that isn't going to hold me down. Like what, how have you developed those boundaries? And maybe you don't know all the way yet, but as of right now, like, what do you see that being the, the compass I have so much stuff around this. Hold that question though, because I want to say something that I think every woman really needs to hear. You just said something that really, and I want to, because I don't want to be the poster child for the woman that made the strong choice because mm. this was the hardest thing I've ever done. And like, like I'm gonna put myself on front street on this one. There were times where I, cr- I, I felt full depressed, like fully depressed. There were times where I came to him and begged him to come back, mm. begged him to come back. Like there were times where I chastised him and needed to know why, 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 why can't you just change? Why can't you just grow? Why can't we just fix this? Why can't, why, 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 why? There have been times where I have folded completely on my choices, but here's what I had to realize. And this is where the work begins. And I want every woman to hear this part. Am I trying to alleviate the pain? Or do I really want this person back in my life? Mm, that's so good. And every time I asked myself that, I was like, because I kept imagining the moments where I was like the most sad in that relationship. I kept imagining the moments where like, I knew that this relationship had come to an end. And then I was like, well, what am I doing? I'm just trying to alleviate the pain. It hurts so fucking bad. Excuse my language. It hurts so bad that I will do anything. I will get on my knees. I will... I'll figure out how to make this work because I just want this pain to stop. Mm, it's like a cra- like an addict, like getting for that. Yes. Next hit. It's like the, the, the drug is killing you, but you want it so bad because the, the, you know, the addiction yes. hurts so bad. Yes. Wow. So obsessed, wow, wow, like wow. that word obsessed, like I've folded on because when you said that, I want to come in you. I'm like, oh, I'm not the poster child. Like I've, I can't tell you how many times I've folded. And then, and then I had to learn boundaries and you just talked about boundaries. It was like, well, once I knew that that's not what I wanted, but I was going to make poor decisions around my pain to alleviate the pain. Now I have to put boundaries in place. Mm. And then what are the obstacles around boundaries? And I have a great coach who's walked me through the exercises of boundaries because I've had several people in my life tell me that I have none. So (laughs) I was like, okay, I need to work on this. And Mm -hmm. she's taught me an incredible thing around boundaries about how boundaries can be a request and you give that to a person. And once there's a request in place, then there has to be a consequence because that's what makes it a boundary. And there's, then there has to be, the benefits have to be very clear to you because for a person that lacks or is weak with boundaries, I will if I don't know the benefits of my boundaries, I will fold on my boundaries. So I need to know why these boundaries are put in place and why I need to stand so strongly in them. So it was like consequence, um, or request consequence benefit. And like, then really, really standing in these because boundaries are not for the other person. They're for me. Mm-hmm. They're for me. They're for me to honor myself. Do you know how long it's been since I freaking honored myself? Wow. It, it, but it honoring yourself and putting boundaries in place is one of the most painful things you'll ever do if you're rooted in people pleasing and like self-suppression. Guilty. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So, so, so good. Um, and, and, and I also want to say like, I, cause I love how you're pointing out, like, I don't want to be the poster child of being strong that, you know, I'm acknowledging you for being vulnerable, like for, and for being, 
for being um, willing to to feel the pain. That's what I'm acknowledging for. Like you, you rode the wave and, and even in your weak moments, like you had to learn something, you had to learn, you needed boundaries, which again goes to confirm the power of doing life when you surrender, because you knew you needed to work on boundaries. You asked for boundary support and it's like, here, I'm going to give it to you. And it, it may look like you having to crawl back and then realize why you don't want to be crawling back anymore or whatever, you know? And so I think it all goes back down to like, you're going to feel it. You're going to have to feel pain at some point. Like if you don't, like, I love how you said you didn't want to numb out. That's what I'm acknowledging you for. I'm acknowledging you for, for like most of us do. We just run. And I say, we just, for many people, we numb out. We like, that was me when I was in the pit of my relationship, I was drunk for like two years straight. (laughs) Like Like literally I was drinking to be in the mood to have sex. I was drinking to be in the mood to like be even nice. I was drinking to stay. I was drinking to go. I was drinking. I was just, I was numbing the F out. And then it was like, I think God woke up and realized I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be an Mm. alcoholic. I don't want to, I don't want to be sick because I ruined my liver. So I need to feel whatever it is I'm feeling. And I had to face some stuff, you know, and it wasn't until I started facing the stuff. And so for everyone listening, it's like, yes, if you find that you're numbing out by running to friends, running to shop, running to gossip and tell your friends, because it, it, that's another form of numbing out to be a like, girl. And then he this and he that. And can you believe? And then your friends just gas you up and be like, oh, girl, no, like you should have left him. Come on, let's go out. Let's kill him, which, like you said, is a real thing. Like for everyone who goes through a breakup, you're going to go through the phase of you are going to see me, honey. Okay? I had to stop doing that, too. <laughs> and so but I feel like that's part of, I think we, I I don't know where I read this in a book. I think it might've been the most recent one I just finished, but she talked about how we judge everything and everything is not to be judged. Everything is to just be what it is. And so it's like, it's like even those down moments, those bad air quote, bad moments, those air quote, weak moments, those air quote, petty moments. It's like, it's all a part of life. It's all a part of living and feeling and being human, being in the human yes. experience. Cause if we were perfectly spiritual beings, we wouldn't have petty bones in our body. We wouldn't have <laughs> bitter bones in our body. I got them all. I found I out have, I have them all. Have <laughs> I got them all. <laughs> you Me think too. you think you're delivered and you're what? the self-help queen until your ass is in a traumatic situation like this. Oh no. I, you know how many times I hear, I get weaponized the work that I teach because like Jason, Jason even told me recently when I was telling him, like, I'm like, you know, what's so crazy is I'm so good at what I do because I need it the most. And then when I started telling him like some of the content I'm preparing, he was like, oh, you're worse than that one guy. The guy that was like in trouble for like cheating. Derek Jackson. Yes. yes." (laughs) He was like, he's like, you're worse than the Derek Jackson guy because you literally, he's like, when do you affirm me and acknowledge because I was talking about like women critique, control and complain complain about their man. And we're supposed to be acknowledging, accepting and, and, um, whatever my other a is. And, and he's like, he was looking at me like, when, where, when do you do that? Right. I'm laughing, but I'm like, no, I know this because I know when I do the few times I do this, that's when things are working. And I know that they're not working because I normally holding on to the other things. And so anyways, my point is just that, yeah, like the human experience is the bad, the dark sides, because that's how we're able to experience the light. And so Anyways, um, man, oh my God, this is so good. So, so I do want to hear, like you said, you have a lot to say about kind of how are you going to be gauging this next chapter when you do start inviting men into your world? So that's what I'm still learning. And that's the beautiful thing. So people say I'm crazy, but I've been talking about this on my podcast that like I'm single right now. I have a, I have two relationship coaches two two relationship coaches and I'm not in a relationship, but it's because I want to learn so much about myself. Like I'll be damned if I come out of a seven-year relationship, not a better person. Mm -hmm. Like I want to learn about myself. I want to learn about my boundaries because that's really what these coaches do. It's not like, here's how to be in a relationship. It's really like, what are your boundaries? How do you not attract the same thing? How do you acknowledge the red flags? How do you like really meet someone and only only continue with someone that is aligned with Mm -hmm. you? And this woman taught me an incredible exercise around that, basically explaining that we find someone that has one to two of of what should be our six to seven non-negotiables. 
And just because they can give us something that we can't give ourselves, which is compliments or Mm. fun or something, we will sacrifice and two to three years later be like, how the hell did this happen? Well, you chose someone that you were never aligned with to begin with. Yeah. Um, So as far as a partner, I'm still learning this. And it's beautiful because like when you get out of a relationship, you have to realize this one. When you when you're looking to for a partner, another partner or a new relationship or dating again, you pre if it's too premature, you're looking at everyone as your ex. So you're like, they're not this, they're not that, they don't check this box. And really, like you're just looking, you're comparing them to your ex, right? So that's when it's too premature. But this coach that I have is telling me when you're ready, um, part of your healing process is um, she calls it putting men in rotation, which I think is hilarious because men could say something like that, but we could never. But she says, <laughs> put put a roster of men in rotation because you will learn what you're triggered by, what mm. still needs to be healed. I love that. You will learn like what your non-negotiables are, what you like, what you don't like, and like put your list together because I used to be so against this list thing because I'd end up dating men that were the opposite of my list. And she's like, no, put this list together and live by the things that are aligned with you. So that when you meet a guy that's a, I'm making this up, but that's a baseball coach and has kids and is somewhat spiritual, you don't choose him because he's also doesn't, you know, doesn't dress the way you want, has tons of debt, like all of these other things that you're not aligned with. I'm not saying find a perfect man. We're all going to make sacrifices. Yes. Obviously, definitely. And we're all fundamentally, we're all flawed, period. But I think this journey right now is so beautiful of just learning what I want and realizing that it might be so freaking far from the last relationship I was in, because there are things that I provide now on my side that I don't necessarily need from a partner. Mm -hmm. So really identifying what do I need in a partner? What are the things that I think every woman thinks are like, good to have like a financially stable man, you know, not that I'm dating anyone that's not financially stable, but you know, like a, a wealthy man, a man with nice cars, a man that wants kids, a man that like, what are the things that I actually need in a partner? Mm-hmm. And that part has been so important. Someone told me this one line and I've been living by it. They said, you are allowed to be clear on what you want and say no to anyone that does not align with your goals. What you want is not atrocious. It's not obnoxious. It's not unreal. It just means you have to know it, marry it and say no to anything else that is not that. Yeah. And that's how you're going to get what you want. The problem is, is we say yes to things that are not that mm-hmm. because yeah. somebody's giving us something that we can't give ourselves. Money, yeah. love, attention, feelings. Right. No, give yourself that first. That way, when they come along and they offer that, that's just a bonus. And you can really check this person on whether they're aligned for what you want. Yeah, that's that's so, 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 so good. Ah, so many things. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the time. I know you and I could go forever and ever and ever and on and on and on. And, and I would invite you guys to do so with Jessica on her podcast, which in, we'll, we'll have her plug and, and all of that. But I just, I love you. I adore you so much. Um, what, um, Cause I feel like we've, we've given so many gems. Is there anything left on your heart before we kind of wrap up that you feel like you would want to share? And, and I, and I'm, I'm going to say this in, um, as you think of that too, like in response to what you just said, one thing that I find very common, um, with women who date athletes, cause that's, I'm like niching back into that. I'm like, I'm like, I got, I tried to run from it and he, he dragged me right back and I'm <laughs> sit, here, sit here. Yes. And it's so, it's so cool how God works. Cause I literally fasted. I'm like, I don't want to do this. There's so many of these guys who are not shit and and they're cheating and they're doing all these things. And I was seeing it in my clients and I was seeing it here and I was hearing it in the news and blah, blah, blah. And then God brought me back. And so my point of saying that is one of the things that I do find to what you said that many women, including not including myself, cause I, like, I, I also see things in my husband that that aligned to me, but like, but I, but I'm quick to admit that when I was getting in relationship with him, I had no idea who I was and what I wanted and what my non-negotiables were. And so that's why we've had such growing pains as we've like evolved and got older. You've learned it now I'm learning it. I'm having to learn it yes. in the relationship. But my point is, is that 
for my ladies who are in relationship with high profile men, and I'm sure you can attest to this men with the the lifestyle, the money providing, paying your bills, that does get hard to walk away from. Cause you do start to tell yourself, well, dang, like I might be able to get another man, but can he do this? Can it match that? Can I match that? I don't want to like, it's hard to give up the luxuries of yes you like you, it ain't sudden if you got it, like it's hard to give that up. So I just want to speak into those ladies. If that's you listening, that money will never be the answer. Like those things will never satisfy that void in your soul. And to what, what, one of the things I really want to anchor in what Jess just said is like, you have to give yourself all the things you're looking for in another person. I, I really think if you're, you know, this is kind of my summary, cause I want to end on your summary. Like my summary to the single or settle is I think that it doesn't matter if you're single or if you're in a relationship, you're going to have to sacrifice cause there's pros and cons to both lifestyles, but don't settle in areas that aren't aligned to your non-negotiables. And I think that's the part mm. that, pe- that people settle being single and they settle being in relationships because they don't know who they are and they don't know what they want and they don't know the things that they're not willing to bu- not budge on. Like I had to find that recently. I'm not willing to budge on my truth, on who I am, like the, the fabric of who I am as Crystal Smith. Like before I was a David, I'm not willing to, to budge on my truth of who I am Mm. as a woman and what I'm being called to do. So where, where I used to look at it as like, oh, I'm choosing my career over my family or my partner. I read, I shared this already, but I'm going to share it again. And for people who didn't hear that episode, I read the story of the woman who said she was willing to be burned at the stake for her beliefs in God. And when, and she had a newborn baby and a husband, And, and that was the, that was God's testimony to me. She said she was a wife, she was a mother, but none of those roles were more important than her truth and and her faith in her, her, her God. And that's, that's how I believe like nothing on this planet, no one on this planet will ever be bigger than me standing in my truth. And, and me knowing that keeps me grounded. And I believe that's why I've been able to keep my man because fear will hold you back. So the fear of losing my man was what kept me playing safe and being a chameleon. But when I finally realized I'm going to be me and you're going to love it or leave it, he loved it. Mm. He loved it, but I was afraid of him leaving it. And that was what kept me back. And I believe every woman's got to hit a moment where you're willing to be all of you, every ounce of you, you, every single ounce of you. And if your man can't handle the heat, he's not aligned to you. He's not for you. And and I'm going to be teaching like, like in the obsessed retreat, that's all it's going to be about is how do you know yourself, love yourself and find your alignment, your non-negotiables so that you can make that decision of, I don't want to waste any more time with the wrong partner, or I'm going to make this relationship work. And it's going to be the best relationship I've ever had because I'm going to be the best I've ever been. And so that's my like single or settle is ladies, find your truth, know yourself and don't don't compromise an ounce of who you are because a man who can't accept all of you is not the man meant meant for you period and mm. i and i i have been a testament to that my husband has not left me yet he yeah. has not left me i called him today looking crazy he's still here i <laughs> i i talk crazy sometimes he's still here i do things he doesn't like but but though that's a non-negotiable so I'm turning it to you, Jess, as we close this out, what is your, you know, remarks in regard to what we talked about today? And and then of course, share with us where everyone can connect with you and, and all of that good stuff. That was so beautiful that I'm going to piggyback off of that because, oh my God, I love that so much. Like, it's like, be, be all of you. And that's literally, I think that's the journey that I'm on. I think I started becoming a new person in that relationship. And it was, it kind of went unfinished because I was also focused on something else, which was, you know, constantly proving and fixing this insecurity of I'm enough to be exclusive with. And I think I want to leave you guys with this is that, and this is kind of going to be hard for us to explain, but it is so hard to leave a high profile person or a relationship with money and, and feel like you're going to lose a lot, right? You're going to lose a lot. And what I realized is one of my non-negotiables is safety, right? It's safety. It's financial safety. It's, um, loyalty. It's like, I need to feel safe in the relationship. I need, I got you to mean something. And what I realized was like, 
now that I stepped out of that and I got you had to be, I got you. It had to be, you got you. It had to be, I got you financially, physically, internally, like I got you. And then the mistake we make is like, well, if someone else isn't going to do it, if someone else can't provide, I'm going to do all of this on my own. And we immediately move to this like enamoring masculine energy. And the thing that I've become obsessed with, and this is what I would like challenge you guys to just consider the reason why I switched my whole podcast concept, the reason why I'm completely vulnerable about this journey, the reason why some people have told me they're like, I had a mentor call me out and say, hey, enough is enough. Like, this is all you talk about. People are going to think you're throwing yourself a pity party, like blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, because I want to be the one that's got it. I got it. I got myself financially. I got my son. I've got like, and it doesn't mean he doesn't help as a father. Like he does a lot, but like, I want, I got you. And I want to remain and uncover my feminine in this process. I don't want to turn into this survive survival of the fittest masculine. I got it. get out of my way where I'm going to the whole purpose of this like you said, was for me to uncover my feminine, for me to heal my feminine, for me to learn her, understand her again, and just be, be present, a surrender, flow, allow love in. And if I let this taint me and I marry that masculine energy of like survival, I'm a boss, I got it, I da, 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 I will miss the whole mark. Mm. I will miss the whole mark. And so I know stuff like this hurts. I know someone else is going through this. I know you're like, now I got to take over and I got to handle everything. And now I got to be living this masculine state, this I got it. I really think we don't have to. I really don't think we have to. I want to be vulnerable. I want to be honest. I want to flow. I want to do all of these things. I want to heal out loud. I want to be selfish in this season. I also want to do it without this just controlling masculine energy because I want to attract that partner when I am whole. Yeah. So, so, so beautiful. I know you're going to plug, plug where to find you, but I know I had wrote down um, something I wanted to touch on today that we didn't get to, but it's so perfect. It's this, the, the mantra that I love or not mantra, but quote control is the shadow of fear lashing out. And I just think that that's, you know, the masculine goes into like a controlling, like I got to take control and and fix this and make it back to perfect type of energy. And it's really rooted in this fear. It's rooted in this fear of losing what we had, losing, what if we never get it? For many women, I know their their biological clocks are ticking. So then now that's another factor that comes in that they're afraid they may never have a baby. And, you know, they they feel like they have to settle. I mean, there's so much, there's so much to this. Um, And I I just really want to come behind what Jess has shared today and for myself, because I know we both invest in our, our um, mentorship and coaches is that ladies, if you're listening, you're not alone on this journey. So like, if you, if you're not ready to put money in investing it, just get connected to somewhere, community, a fellowship group, uh, somewhere, but it's, it's not always found in like your friends. Cause friends are friends tend to be like more protective. So then they like, kind of, like you said earlier, they, they pick the villain, the victim, yes, all the things. Yes. You've got to get neutral support on this. And so again, like, I just, I really want to like plug that for women. Like it doesn't have to be here with me. Like Jess said, she has two coaches. I know other relationship coaches. You just got to find your home and get support. Um, and I think people, get wrapped up in like relationship support thinking like, Oh, I'm broken. I need fixing, or I don't want to, I'm in a relationship. I don't want to send a message that something's wrong with it. No, like me and Jason just finished a cool little session we did. It was like a eight week program with this guy. And it was amazing because we Mm. needed that third party to reflect to us. We just did period. I can't help myself the way I help other people. And so like, we've got to just, I just want to come behind everything that was shared today of like, you're not alone because yes, I believe to some degree, everyone's going through something in their life. Um, and so really just seek out support so you can be supported. So, um, just tell us what's going on. I know you have any, I don't know if there's even spots left in your event. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, so we're like 
70 or so percent out, um, percent sold out. I didn't say that right. Percent sold out. Um, this event is huge. So just a, just a couple things, guys, go follow my podcast, the stranded phase. It is honest, vulnerable, raw. I mean, crystal is as raw as it gets, but you know, the stranded phase is all about the transition in my life right now. And I'm taking people on this healing journey. So I've interviewed my coaches, all of my relationship coaches, uh, my attorney, I've, I've interviewed my, um, my, and my attorney is a boss. She taught, she's very, very big on being a high value woman and how to own that. And then, um, I have my hypnotist coming on soon. Like just it's, it's all about the transition I'm in and I'm just taking people on this journey with me. And, um, I was, I was rated in the top 1% too. So I'm really excited Woo! about that. This trying to face was in the top 1%. So we've been around for three years now. So we're finally getting the results we wanted. And, um, congratulations. Thank you. And then we do a summit, an annual woman's summit every year, which is very aligned with what Crystal just talked about. It's called Innovative Income Summit. And it's July 31st and August 1st. It's a Saturday and a Sunday in Tampa, Florida. Um, it is going to be so much fun. The reason why we do this event is literally to wake women up and help them understand no one dictates your worth anymore. Nobody dictates your worth anymore. You get to decide, not a business, not, not a boss, not a manager, not a director, not your former partner, not your father, not any of these individuals that have told you, if you just have more experience, if you just do more of this, once you're a mom, if you do this, no, you get to now dictate your worth. And we are going to help you break that down, build that back up, and then create that income so that you can really like innovate your life and create the life that you've always desired and deserved. No one dictates this anymore. We're dictating our worth now. So innovativeincomesummit.com. Check it out if you want to grab a ticket. Um, we have a few VIPs left, which is going to be an exceptional experience and it's going to be so much fun. Um, and then head over to instapodcast.com. If you're working on a podcast project, if you have a passion project, if you want to share your message, if you're looking to generate more leads and grow your business um, through the the power in the platform of podcasting. That's what we do over at Insta Podcast. So. Woo. Yes. So excited for everything. And follow me on the gram. Her. Yes. Follow <laughs> her on the gram. You'll love her. You'll love all her content. I do. Um, so thank you all for listening. I know that this was a heavy, heavy episode, but in a good way. Um, when you were the perfect person to share this space with. So thank you so much. Uh, perfect. I've, I've been waiting for this because I just love you. And I, I know like, I, I feel like we have such a great flow and we just get into the conversation. So um, I can't wait to be in person with you at some point. I it just, it's happening. It has it's to happen. happening in, in 2021. It's happening. It's <laughs> happening. Yes. So I love you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening and I will talk to you all soon. Bye. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.